And the keyhole? The Heartless are searching for it now. I'm certain we'll find it soon enough. So that just leaves... <coughs> Jafar! I've looked everywhere for Jasmine! She's disappeared like magic! <laughs> the girl is more trouble than she's worth. You said you had things under control. Agrabah is full of holes for rats to hide in. But why worry about Princess Jasmine? With her, or without her, surely this world will be ours when we find the keyhole. We need all seven princesses of heart to open the final door. Any fewer is useless. Well, if the princess is that important, we'll find her. Find Jasmine, and bring her to me at once. You're listening to Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, Season 1, Episode 4, titled... Welcome everyone to Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, where Bill watched another half hour of the Kingdom Hearts movie on YouTube, and we left off last time. We, we didn't really get your reaction, Bill, on the latest Ansem report. Yeah, um, you know, I, I had to think about what my, you know, how I was thinking on this. It, it, it's deep. Like, from the way I heard it, it was deep, but also at the same time... Ansem comes off as someone who is like a scientist. He's a studier of, you know, like different areas. And this one is like his main study. Mm -hmm. It's so, interesting because I'm going to be honest with you. I never really paid this much atten attention to the Ansem reports. Because mm -hmm. in the game, you kind of, you, unlike what we're doing, you don't get them in order. Yeah. Like, you get might get, like, page four first, and then the next one's page seven. You know, you don't get them in order. So I, 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 I mean, I've read some of them, but I don't think I paid as attention. But I think the important thing from the last one we read was we find out that he is the one that names the names new en enemy group. Mm-hmm. The Heartless. What else did you get from it? Anything else? Um, I also got that it seems like he knew what the Heartless were going for. Mm -hmm. Either, I, I guess my thinking is either he saw it happen or it happened to him. Right. And maybe that's how he knows. Okay. To a degree, so... Yeah, it's just interesting to me. Like, I didn't realize how detailed these reports actually were in, ter in terms of, I guess, 
some sort of lore. I mean, you know, we've heard the name Ansem before, and mm-hmm. we'll continue to hear as these reports go on. We'll have two reports later on in the show. Um, let's start off, well, though, after this break with who said that? Hi, guys. While I might not have the adventures that Sora, Kairi, and Riku have, you can follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill, and you can follow me on Instagram at MrBilliam85. Like I said, I might not have the adventures that Sora, Riku, and Kairi have, but you can follow my adventures on social media. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time I would like to thank Young Medicine for providing their version of Simple and Clean as the official theme song for Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts Season 1 and also Gamer's Little Playground for their movie they uploaded on YouTube for reference. And as far as I go, you could follow me at That's Podcasting at That'sPodcasting.com and That's Podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Alright, we're back after that quick break and it's time for Who Said That, Bill? You've yet to go three for three, but you've also have not gone zero for zero. Or zero right. for three. Zero for three. And of course, this is the segment where I read Bill some quotes from his half hour and see if he can guess who said it. Hence the name, Who Said That? And then we'll talk about Pinocchio and his stealing habits. Yes. (laughs) All right. Here's the first one. Not Clayton. Tarzan. Okay. Yes. Almost threw me there. Alright, this next one will have more words to it than that one. <laughs> Although, I will say this. Even after all these years of first playing that game, I can only... like That's the one thing I feel like I remember the world for. It's like, ooh, 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 ah, not Clayton. Right. <laughs> not <Right>. Clayton. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, it's not Clayton. Um, okay, next one. While you toiled away trying to find your dear friend, he quite simply replaced you. With some new companions. That would be Maleficent. All right, you're two for two. This might be uh, where you get three for three. Here we go, the last one. A weak-hearted fool like him stood no chance against the Heartless. I'll say it again. A weak-hearted fool like him stood no chance against the Heartless. There's two names. Let me know if you want me to repeat it if you want if you need to hear it. No, again. I, I think I I'm gonna say it is Sid. No, that's incorrect. So you're two for three. The answer was Jafar. Ah. Oh, that wasn't even the other one I was thinking of. <laughs> what was the other one you were thinking of? Leon. Okay. Also later on, Bill's board of love and hate returns. Two more people get added or at least get put into the pool. And I hope, you know, as time goes on, Bill, because um, I know last time you put um, two people from Olympus on there, mm-hmm. that eventually some main characters like a Donald Duck or Goofy or Sora get added to this thing. Right. That's my hope. But, you know, that's who am I to say to dictate who you love and hate, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's start off. What did you What did you learn? This was this was pretty packed, actually. Not super, but like I feel like more than the previous episode for sure. 
Oh yeah. Um well I learned that Riku is basically being manipulated by Maleficent, who is really the right person to have in that situation, I think. Um So he showed up earlier than you thought, because your original yeah. prediction was probably later in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is later, but I don't think I still think it was earlier than you thought. I also learned that Tarzan and his gorilla father do not speak with each other. Mm-hmm. After Tarzan tried to convince uh, the head of the apes, he got nothing out of it. It basically was thrown like he he and Sora were thrown up to like the hill that basically led to the uh, Tarzan's cave. Mm-hmm. Um, my funny moment was like when Tarzan was doing a ooh, 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 ooh. like they finally figured it out and I'm like uh yeah sure okay yeah ab- absolutely also Although- why would he have said when if that's what he said at the beginning when they were in the treehouse thing that they were in why would he have said heart why would he have said that phrase right at that time like, that's the thing with the Tarzan character in the game. Is because, and, and again, this goes back to our discussion from the last episode with the movie. In the movie, he can put complete sentences together. You know, either it be sure. with his animal friends or even towards the end with Jane. Mm-hmm. Here, he doesn't do any of that until about almost the end of his part in the game well here's what's interesting i do think that they meaning the creators of this game wanted it to be as if you're looking at it and i get why they would do this because they wanted to to make it look like you're living this through sora mm-hmm. and sora does not speak gorilla because if you remember right. there's a um a scene where they're talking with Kerchek, which is the the father, mm-hmm. um, and even though he's speaking complete sentences to Kerchek in that scene, there's a side thing from from Goofy where he goes says to Donald, "Did you get that?" And Donald goes, "No," and right. I think that's an indication to sh- try to show the player that. Yeah, no one understands what Tarzan is saying because you're supposed to look at it from the point of view of Sora, which makes sense because you're the player, which is Sora in this case. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Tarzan didn't understand Tarzan. <laughs> also, I want to bring something back real quick from from Tarzan from the last episode that I don't think we brought up. I don't think you even noticed. Do you remember when he was looking at the slideshows? yes did you catch the weird one that sora stopped on (sighs) trying to i I remember the mother it's the only one he's it's the only one he said something on meaning sora it's not a voice acting thing that's why you might have missed right no i don't what was it so there was like this castle thing yes and sora says that why does this place seem familiar i've never Mm -hmm. even left my island Mm mm-hmm I just wanted to bring that up because I was like, I don't think we mentioned this last time. No, we didn't. All right, what else did you get, have from this? Um, 
the thing, okay, this one part threw me for a loop. Because there's a scene where mainly it's Jafar and Maleficent talking to each other. Oogity Boogity is there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he doesn't have much of a, of a role in this scene. And they talk about the seven princesses. And how they have to get the seven princesses. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, here comes Alice. And my thought was, wait a minute. She's not a Disney princess. Did they like replace, like, did they put her in as a substitute? For another princess that, you know, is commonly known? I do have a theory about that, but I, I'm going to hope that you remember this, like, in a later episode on it. If you want okay. to bring this up. Like, I mean, one of the last episodes that we have. Right. That I'll bring up why I think Alice was put as a princess. Um, although... <laughs> Even Alice in Wonderland, and, and I know I've recently seen it, but not like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because you, you do see Alice's mother. I'm just trying to think if there's like some way that it can be indicated that she's royalty, because, I mean, she was dressed very, very nice and, and ladylike in that movie. Right. But I don't know if that's like officially canon that maybe her mother is some kind of royalty. Right. And then I also thought, like, right away, after that scene was over, I was like, okay, they're going after Minnie and Daisy. Mm -hmm. Like, they've left the door open. Right. For Minnie and Daisy to be kidnapped. Well, that's the whole thing, is even today, in today's standards, like, there is a lot of leeway when it comes to the term Disney princess. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, in, in a way, a lot of people are fair game. Um, what about... Let's talk about the Riku thing. What would you think of all that? Well, I... You know, like you said, it was a little earlier than I had predicted. Um, it was a good moment. I liked that they brought up that neither one of them knew where Kyrie was and it's like well either we're going to find her or we're going to you know or she's going to come to us mm-hmm. is basically the way that I took it and it could go one of two ways either one of them more than likely Sora is the one that ends up finding her or she finds them, and when she gets to them, something bad happens to her. Mm-hmm. Which I which I could very well see happening. Um, yeah. And then I also like how when Riku did ask Sora about Donald and Goofy, Sora was like, oh, they're, they're just helping me out. Yeah, but he did, he did say, yeah, the, he sort of definitely wanted Riku to come with him. Oh, absolutely. Donald refused to <laughs> yeah, let him go. Right. 
Why? I have no idea. I mm-hmm. don't know why. Maybe Donald was just in a bad mood. A couple of things to bring up, though, at this point um, that, again, you wouldn't have gotten from your watch here. So when you finish Tarzan's place, yeah, they give you something called the Jungle Key, which will now, I, which now I will explain to you about getting new Keyblades because it's not really a new Keyblade. Mm-hmm. What happens is, from what I gather, it's an accessory that changes your Keyblade transformation. Now I don't think in the movie. They showed the jungle key, but I'm saying right. in general, if you're like, oh, why did Sora's key chain, a key change? It's because of that you're going to be getting various keyblades in the in the future. Yeah, I'm just setting you up for that because I know at some point okay. you're gonna probably notice like, oh, why does this keyblade all of a sudden look like this out of nowhere? That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, also. We learned about Pinocchio stealing. Yes. <laughs> which is so weird because that's totally an optional scene. You do not have to see that. And I know this because the first time I played through this game, I did not see that at all. Right. Like the very, very first time I played through the game. And then I was you know, told there's I'm, a Pinocchio cutscene that I missed. I'll be completely honest. When they were in the or in the in the house cabin i guess would be the right word here and they go to where pinocchio was i i didn't think it was pinocchio i thought it was just like random lumber mm-hmm. like then there was just one piece that was colorful and then you see pinocchio right there and he and jiminy have like a scene for a few minutes and they, you know, they even bring up, you know, where's Geppetto? So I'm like, okay, how did Pinocchio get free? Who took Geppetto? Did he get eaten again by the whale? I mean, it's very possible. There's a lot of questions, is what you're saying. What a shot for <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and I and I do want to bring up one other thing that it didn't surprise me, but I was like, wow, very original Disney. And I, and I understand. Why they do it for video game, you know, for the video game purpose. And I never really thought about it till I watched this half hour with Clayton. His death is one of the most memorable deaths in all Disney movies. Yes. Because he's basically hung. Right. Here. You see the shadow, if I'm not mistaken, of it. Yeah, exactly. Here, it's as if he just never died and then on this occasion he gets squished by a giant chameleon like lizard mm-hmm. and that's how he goes well if you remember what tarzan said that's not clayton right <laughs> it, it was somebody else <laughs> it was somebody else that looked like clayton mm-hmm. but, but actually now that brings up a good point that i, that, uh, I want to bring up to you that i didn't even think to bring up to you after clayton loses the battle with you mm. with Sora. The villains you know, you mentioned the villains show up and I think as Jafar said, what drew the heartless to that world? And Maleficent said the hunter did because of his lust for power. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because if you think about it, 
but before at one point he go after he gets mad that every everyone everyone after everyone's mad at him he goes and he goes by himself he goes those blasted people like uh i'll hunt the gorillas down i'll hunt every single one of them down you remember that right and mm-hmm. then you hear a gunshot and then it fades to nothing right i think i guess i don't have anything to back me up here i think that at that point the heartless somehow took over clayton's body because he doesn't speak after that scene mm-hmm. and then clearly when you saw he's on this chameleon and i and and then talk, put that with maleficent saying that it was his lust for power that drew them mm-hmm. so something draws the heartless to each world and i don't know if I ever realized that there's gotta be one specific person or two. Right. That's very true. I never really thought of that. It makes uh, me wonder if if Wonderlands. Well, Wonderlands is definitely the queen, obviously. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. And then well, with Agrabah. It's going to be Jafar. Right. And obviously we know who the other ones are going to be based on the villain scene that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. Or at least yeah. those worlds. Exactly. Um, so then, you know, the Agrabah scene is very interesting because Maleficent is there with Jafar. She just goes everywhere. She <laughs> does. <laughs> She'll go wherever she wants to, and no one is going to stop her. Um, so then, so then, you know, we get this scene of like Princess Jasmine is hiding, mm-hmm. which is not very princess-like. I thought because because in the movies, like all three of them, or well, I guess yeah, the Aladdin trilogy, she's not afraid, right? She will stand up to you and she will kick your butt if you mess with her. Mm-hmm. Here, she's a 180 on that. And and then she references, not by name, but you knew who she was refer- referencing. Like, you know, I was with somebody and they went to, they went somewhere to take care of some business and you know, and she's all alone for a while, and then we see Aladdin sinking into the sand, mm-hmm. and it looked like the Heartless was there as well to help, you know, sink Aladdin. Right. Before Sora and them made it via the carpet. Yes. Um, and then one of the bright spots of this was Dan Castellaneta as the genie. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, this is early 2000s. Robin Williams is still a big star. I mean, he never wasn't a big star. Right. Um, But he was too busy doing probably another movie. And, like, I remember hearing a long time ago that when they did the second movie, Return of Jafar. Yes. And then eventually the TV series, Robin picked Dan. Like, he knew Dan would be the best guy to do the voice of Genie. I didn't even know that. Okay. 
And and he actually was right. Dan Castellaneta does a really good job as Genie. Mm. But in a weird way, there was like one or two seconds, and I couldn't really pinpoint it, Jim, where I heard a little bit of Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, um, yeah. yeah. I, I do want to take this time before we take a quick break here to explain something else that had happened during this half hour that probably wasn't even on your radar because they don't really go into it. Okay. So when you go back to Traverse Town, mm-hmm. you speak with Leon there in like this underground border. Yes. And at one point they say that they they found the gummy that gummy block from Tarzan World. Mm-hmm. Deep jungle, um, but then they also bring up that they found this like other thing that winds up being called Earthshine. Right now, I I don't think this movie will explain it, so I'm going to and also announce for episode six we're going to do a special on it. What that thing is, the Earthshine. It is a summon gem. Now, do you know what summons are? I'm going to guess not because you're not a Final Fantasy person. No, I'd, I'd let you explain it to me. So basically, in, in the in the again, you have to rem- some of these things you have to remember that this was presented as Disney and Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So this is a Final Fantasy portion. In Final Fantasy, when you battle, you can quote unquote summon. Which they'll—it's like a super, usually a super powerful being. They take away all your party members, and they're the only ones that help you because they're extremely powerful. Um, and they basically fight in the party members' place. They usually only stay for a certain amount of time, and then they leave, and then your regular party members come back. But they're mm-hmm. super, super helpful because again, they are super powerful. Um, you know, for the game-wise. Yeah. So what does that mean for Disney? <laughs> well, that means that, uh, or for Kingdom Hearts, they took that and did the same thing except the summons are Disney characters. Okay. So not the next episode, because the next episode is episode five. Episode six, we're going to dedicate to take a break from the main story, and we're going to talk about summons. And here's what I want from you, Bill. We'll still have Bill's love and hate. We probably won't have an Ansem report on that one. Right. But we will... I want to know, like, which is your favorite? Which is your least favorite? And then also, if you would take one out, and what summon would you put in from before 2001, Disney-related? Okay. So, I just want to throw that out right now, but let's take this quick break, and we'll continue to talk. I really want to talk more, I think, about the scene with Maleficent with Riku after this mm-hmm. break. Oh, and guess what? Sora's the Keyblade Master. Oh, I just saw that. What's that mean? So, this is called a Keyblade? Huh? Hey, give it back! Catch. Alright, we're back with 
Bill learns Kingdom Hearts. Let's talk about the, the Maleficent Riku thing. What'd you think about that? I thought that was the best part of the entire 30 minutes. Okay. Well, what it, did you like about it? What I liked about it was they're staring at the window of Sora and Goofy and Donald being there. And she's easily brainwashing him, saying, he doesn't need you. He's got new friends. He's moved on from you. Does he really want you here? No, he doesn't. And you could see in Riku's eyes, there's fire in them. And it's starting to burn inside of him like, yeah, she's right. You know, why do I really need Sora? Does he? And he doesn't really need me. He wasn't there to help me, so why should I help him? Right. Were you surprised by a Riku Maleficent scene? I was, because I didn't think Maleficent would have been the one to have that talk with him. Okay. I thought for sure it would have been Jafar, because Hades already has Cloud, or had Cloud. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, from the last episode. So I thought maybe, and now, now that I'm thinking of it, this actually would make more sense. Each of the villains takes one person and tries to take them under their wing and fight for them. Mm-hmm. Brainwash them. Right. And instead of going like that route, after Hades, they just went right for the main villain, or I would assume the main villain here in Maleficent, brainwashing Riku. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens during this whole, not with Riku and Maleficent, but around, you know, during that discussion in that house that they all have, mm-hmm. once again, the Ansem reports get brought up, and yes. which we've been going through, and we're going to have two in just a little bit. Um, back to back, I think we're going to go with it. Um, they, I, I think it's also explained at that point about keyholes and how you're sealing keyholes and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think after we get through these Ansem reports, I, I'd like to maybe go more in depth depending how much the Ansem reports tell us. All right. All right. So we're going to do number, um, number four right now and then probably do number five afterwards. So, all right, ready for answer report number four, Bill? Yep. Okay. The Heartless appear in groups and are multiplying rapidly. I've provided them both living and non-living samples. They've responded only to the living. They seem to multiply after absorbing something from the living creatures. Their prey vanishes without a trace. I believe the Heartless are taking hearts. They are born from those who have lost their hearts and thrive on hearts seized from others. The hearts taken by the Heartless become heartless themselves. Though I lack proof, I am confident in this hypothesis. I must also study their behavioral principles. Though they lack emotions, they do seem to have some intelligence. How to communicate with them? It just occurred to me. Could they be the darkness in people's hearts? 
Well, I, I, I take from that that he had a thought that they that, that the heartless would take any kind of heart, basically living or dead, and that they only prefer the living. And then what I thought more when you read it was they go they go after the people who have lost like in their mind their heart mm-hmm. sort of like they've lost the will to live that's how i looked at it all right so let's go with ensom report number five now to study the heartless behavior i picked one out for observation it wiggled its antenna and as if sensing a target headed deep into the castle in the deepest part of the castle its antenna began vibrating, as if searching for something. Suddenly, a strange door appeared. I'd never known of its existence. It had a large keyhole, but didn't seem to be locked. So I opened the door. What I saw on the other side mystified me. What was that powerful mass of energy? That night, I observed a great meteor shower in the sky. Could it be related to the door that I have opened. That could have been Riku's, or Sora and Riku's Island. Because he observed it, he said it was a strong power, and there was a meteor shower the night, that like that particular night. Mm-hmm. And that it was a door, it was like never, I, I don't think it had ever been open and wasn't really closed. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't locked, I believe he said. Or it wasn't locked. Yeah, that's it. Which so could have yeah. been describing the island. Which also brings up, again, kind of correlating with, again, that talk in the room where all of them were gathered, where Maleficent and Rika were, were watching out from the outside. Mm-hmm. They do mention about how, about these doors and keyholes and how. Like, there's a, a door to each world, and it's the heart of the world. And I, at this time, I kind of want to say, because I don't think they show it, there was one in Traverse Town, and Sora does seal that key up, cause, seal that door shut. And and even when they meet up with Leon and Sid, they mention about the jungle door. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to make sure it's locked. Right, because what I gather here is, like, that's, when it's opened, that's how a world gets destroyed, which we actually did see on Destiny Island with Sora mm-hmm. and Riku and all them. So, and funny enough is, I mean, we, you know, I think we, we saw already um, in Wonderland there they sealed it shut. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but it was the stupid, <laughs> the sleepy doorknob, apparently. Right. That was the key to that world. Now, I don't know what makes, like, I guess because that's a door, but you would think it's a little more, something a little more important, but mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense. And Tarzan's was Tarzan's home. Yeah. Olympus is still kind of on the, uh, if there is one, on the... Um, we we don't have one for that, but that could exactly. also just be because they are a coliseum for all worlds, apparently. Mm-hmm. 
what else do you have here before we go to Bill's board of love and hate? I like that we had the Cave of Wonders. That was a good bring back. Um, and that was about where I left because they had started the fight more heartless around the Cave of Wonders. Right, because the Cave of Wonders was where it was the tiger's head was taken over by the heartless. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting the tiger's head because they can't get in without fighting the tiger's head. Exactly. And Jasmine's been captured, by the way. Yes. With the weakest, like, help cry ever. <laughs> yes. like, help! Help! Uh, and I, I had, I remember as a kid, I had such a hard time with that Jafar fight where you have to fight the barrels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It made, it reminded me so much of, like, back in the day, how when you lost, you couldn't, quote unquote, skip cutscene. Right. So, like, you just have to listen to all the dialogue again and just wait. Ah, some people don't know how good they have it these days. Really? You just skip things. All right, Bill, it's time for your board of love and hate. Who is being added to the board? Okay. Uh, well, first off, um, actually, I'm going to go right to the hate board this week. Oh, okay. Um, the first one. Oh, and they're I'm both on the hate board. They're both on the hate board. Oh, okay. The first one, I'm only putting him on because I felt he was the at this point the most useless character in the entire game. Ooh. And that's Tarzan. Okay. Now can I, was, can I ask this? Is, mm-hmm. is do you hate Tarzan? More than Leon or less than Leon? Because he's currently Leon's currently on your hate board. Less than Leon. Okay, so Tarzan above Leon. With with Leon, there's a purpose for him to be in the game. With Tarzan, he's only there because it takes place in his world. Okay. So, and, and I think as we go through, Tarzan's gonna go further down. <laughs> right on the list so he's not going to be near the top for long the other one that i didn't like in this one was donald duck i didn't think i'd say that i mean he has like he still has his opportunity to get back onto my nice board right but you know you have a chance to add a fourth member to your group Mm. in riku right which could have strengthened the team even more. And he didn't want him on. Which, and by I don't the way, know. it should be mentioned, if, because we didn't bring this up, and I don't know if it's just you didn't have it in your notes, but apparently Riku can hold a keyblade. Right. Because, like, right there, you have two people that can hold the keyblade. Is so- Donald... Better than Tarzan, better than Leon in the middle. I'm trying to make a tier list here. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, better than Tarzan, better than Leon. All right, so we got Donald, Leon, and then Tarzan. If I'm so Donald, correct. Donald has the best chance to get out of that board. Correct, right? Okay. All right, so Donald's in. So and we still have in 
love in, and we still fill in the pool and we have love for Hades. We have plenty more time to go. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So we're about to end this, but before that, I'm like, I feel like this is the episode, Bill, and you correct me if I'm wrong, where I feel like you've thought more about where stories are going. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I think... Yeah, it's time for theories and predictions from you. Now, we already know (laughs) that you were wrong with the Riku thing. You appeared much sooner, which I think was the only prediction that you had, to be honest with you. Yeah, I was very wrong with that. Um... Looking back now at the last two episodes, I think episode three, especially towards the end, had more action. Mm-hmm. This particular one had more thinking to do. Right. And if you can challenge someone to think, then you've done a very good job. Yeah. So I'm going to make a prediction. I mean, you can make more than one. You can. Oh, I know. A bunch. Okay. Right. Um, and, and and I might have another one that just pops into my head, but the the one that I thought of right away is I. This is what I think will happen. Jafar will fight Aladdin. It's bound to happen. It mm-hmm. has to. And when Jafar needs Maleficent's help, she will not help him. Okay. And then. This will then bring the next world into play, and I think the next world is going to be under the sea. You see, it's just as I told you. While you toiled away trying to find your dear friend, he quite simply replaced you with some new companions. Evidently. Now he values them far more than he does you. You're better off without that wretched boy. Now think no more of him and come with me. I'll help you find what you're searching for. And do you have any predictions for the future of Riku? He will... He will remain... Is Maleficent's right hand man until about the end. Any other ones before we uh, we head out of here? Uh, the genie will be freed by Aladdin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, by and then the Homer Simpson will make an appearance. Yeah, sure. He's well. You know what we we joke about this, but. Now Disney owns all that, so... Yeah, it's possible! <laughs> oh, one more thing about the summons, because I do want to mention, remind everyone, next episode is going to be a regular show, but the one after that's our summon special. Mm-hmm. So let me throw this out there. When people, when Sora gets one of these stones, they don't automatically just turn into summons. They're bought... You have to bring them to the fairy godmother. Mmm... Who's still living in a pumpkin? <laughs> hey, must must be a great room and a cheap rent. I guess you're not, you're not kidding. All right, everyone, we'll catch you next time with more. Bill learns Kingdom Hearts, and Bill, next time, if I'm not mistaken, I think we might have a whale of a time. <laughs> <laughs>